Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. Hi, Kieran. How are you? So tired. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've been <laughs> traveling and, and then I came back like right into classes and uh all sorts of bullshit my my college is is really the university i'm studying at is really just like making some stupid decisions right now like what what are they doing um well the administration like a couple weeks ago gave a quiet order to the school librarians to tell um them to delete all digital archive evidence of um blackface what? so any any yearbooks that had blackface in them they were going to delete the digital archive and just remove it and there was no intention to like put it back up at a later date it was just like make it go away and oh school, my god the school like looks like a southern plantation it's in right. southwest virginia it was founded by people who who enslaved humans as part of their mm-hmm. like you know family property and part of the original like trust for the school was like given in-kind donations of like enslaved persons oh so my the school god actually owned owned people at the beginning of it so like they haven't really dealt with that history in any coherent way so instead they're just trying to erase it yes yeah, so they've been trying to erase it for forever the founding family is always like bit like doubled down and denied all this stuff um and so i came back to that being like so the the librarian who was told to delete the files started tweeting about it mm-hmm. and if she hadn't started tweeting about it um i think they would have gotten away with it mm-hmm. and instead it became a news item and then this the president of the university was like actually i was just gonna you know take them down and then we're gonna issue like a trigger warning and an explanation about why blackface is like bad and like mm-hmm. you know that shit um Sure, sure they were. Right, exactly, yeah. totally, uh-huh. totally. <laughs> um, and so the 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 working group there's a there's a student and professor led working group on the history of slavery and its modern implications. Um, I think that's the form, formal title title of it, but it's usually just shorthand working group on slavery. Right. And they issued a counter statement to the president's statement, being like, "Yeah, you, this like you're just trying to make yourselves look better, and you can remove these from our archive because this is an important part." of like the history that you still won't acknowledge. Yeah, you can't you can't just erase that damage. Oh my god. And I was talking to someone about this and they were like, how is this different from removing statues? Like why don't you want to keep statues up, like statues of the Confederate mm-hmm. generals up in Richmond if you know, how is this different from the blackface stuff in the the yearbooks? And I was like, well, one like the yearbook archive is not something that you're going to drive past on your way to work every day yep (laughs) yep like you're not gonna it's not gonna be immediately in your face um and two like a yearbook archive is like similar to a museum it's a a record of what happened and so if you want to put one of those you know statues in a museum and talk about like what happened like that would be appropriate and that would be a parallel but it's not the same thing as like having having something that glorifies something is different than having something that is this happened right on a like primary like artery of the city yeah it's just it's stupid anyway so that's that's been my week has been that among a whole lot of other things oh my god that's like that's like one of many (laughs) and i like got back on 
Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, um, and was just jet lagged and like thrown into this on Wednesday and was just like, all right, no, we don't stop. Oh my God. <laughs> so tomorrow you're just going to sleep all day. Mm. Hopefully. That's what I did yesterday because okay, I, I didn't have classes yesterday and I basically just stayed in my pajamas and mostly stayed in bed all day and I watched a whole lot of American Gods and it was great. That is very good. How are you? I'm exhausted, which is weird because I'm on spring break this week, but because I'm on spring break, my body decided it would be a good time to just freak the fuck out. So oh, you know, because you actually can rest for once? Yeah, apparently. And so my body has just been like, hey, what if we just like decided to not? So I learned <laughs> that my like low blood sugar crashes are terrible now. And I was I was trying to go on a date yesterday and we got to San Francisco and suddenly my entire body was just like shaking and tingling. Oh god. And no. like we had to I like drank a electrolyte thing at Safeway and then we just went back to Oakland because my body was having none of that and I'm like That sucks. Cool. That's great. This is this is good. This is fine. But um I've mostly been like sewing and trying to rest and trying to not die from low blood sugar this week. Your skirt is going to look fucking great. It's amazing. Uh, we'll put the links to pictures in the show notes. We're currently working on doing the lighting. It's three skirts. They're all high-low skirts. There's a black top layer, a teal middle layer, and then a sheer white base layer that has all of the infrastructure for an LED strip and a controller and a battery pack. So mm-hmm. my like skirt will just like be glowing with all of these cool colors that I will be able to program and like change on the fly. So it'll be nice. really entertaining at prom. Do you think we've bored our listeners? Can we like not talk about anything in- actually important today and just talk about our lives? Because like, I don't want to talk about this topic. You know what? I am here <laughs> for that because I am exhausted and there is no reason that we can't wait to talk about what we were going to talk about. I mean, we can still do it. I feel like we're, we're already all ready, but like... We do have an my, my motive is just like, oh, I hate this guy so much. Yeah. I hate this guy so much, I have been deliberately not paying attention to him. That tells you something. Yeah, this is like, this morning is the first time I bothered to even look up what was happening with this dude. So I guess we'll go into it, and then we can talk <laughs> about life again to like okay, end good. on a palate cleanser or something yeah okay good yeah all right so okay so <laughs> i'll read the letter yeah we got um an email question from taylor thank you taylor how do you feel about a possible trump impeachment and a mike pence presidency i often hear people often liberals say that pence is the better choice because at least he's polished in my opinion he scares me more because his views and values are so twisted and deeply held i know you've touched on pence before but i'd love to hear your opinions so (laughs) i often say that mike pence is um like the parents who were my parents of of my childhood not my current parents because they've they've shifted left right but my my childhood self and my childhood parents mike pence is their like political wet dream yeah well i even wrote 
like the autostraddle piece on it that went viral two years ago. And this morning right. I woke up to a Facebook message from some random person who was like, was this real? Did you really experience this? And <laughs> I like, I, I didn't reply because my only like response to that is no, I made it all up. I'm just a really good storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Why, why do you think I spend that like, much time? My dude. That? Oh. Anyway. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike yeah. Pence, Mike Pence, and, and like if we want to use D and D, like yes, let's do turns, that. Mike Pence. Okay, so I I would say I would say Trump is chaotic neutral. He's he's like default mode selfish, and default mode make the rules about himself. Yeah, and I really don't think he like actually has any sort of like proper alignment no outside of that. In terms of, he doesn't care. Right. Yeah, it's just what what is going to line his pockets. Yep. And for that, I am very grateful because that makes him incredibly politically incompetent as a policymaker. Which we've seen for the last three years. Thank God it's still <laughs> Infrastructure Week. Um, <laughs> three years of Infrastructure Week. This oh is God. good. We can handle that. Like, at least he didn't like, pat. like, I mean, he's doing terrible stuff, but like, all of the like really big things that he wanted to get done besides the tax cut, like he hasn't been able to get passed. Yep. yep. Um, and that's amazing because if Pence was president, this is someone who knows how to play the game well. Yeah. Pence is lawful evil. Yeah. P- Pence knows the rules. He has a very consistent moral compass. Mm-hmm. He can play the game really well to justify it. He's, as you said, polished. Um, yep. He is an actual, like, as a governor, I, I understand that, like, people outside of Indiana were kind of like, ha ha, he's a laughingstock. But if you look at his record as governor of Indiana, he got a bunch of evil shit done. He got very so efficiently. much done. He, like, single-handedly made an HIV e- epidemic worse. Like, he, he went out of his way in Indiana like- to destroy, <laughs> like, reproductive health access and like he, he got more he got more done in like his term as um his term as governor of indiana than like anti-vaxxer moms on facebook have been able to do with like um measles in the last 10 years yeah 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 he is no good <laughs> he is terrible he is literally evil he is the worst like and and, God, and he's no. he's like and this is why he's so this is why he's so polished because he is able to like play into all of the the stereotypes of like wasp male mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. So he's he doesn't have to disrupt anything yeah. to get what he wants. Explain done. explain what wasp is. Uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. So it's it's basically the historic power um, in America. So this comes from back when um, Catholics were more discriminated against. And, like, before JFK, I guess, we didn't really have a Catholic president. And everybody right. was, like, Protestants were the ruling ruling class in America. And so you have, the like, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male mm-hmm. being, like, the top of the, the possible food chain in the United States. And so Pence, Pence is that. And he's very, he's very squeaky clean because he doesn't, he doesn't need to break any rules to do what right. he wants. They are all set up to aid him. Because he's already made them in yep. his own image. Yeah. Yeah. Functionally. Yeah. Um, I have a, we have a little PSA though, before we get further into, um, Pence's capabilities that I think we should, uh, reprimand our listeners for. Yes. 
stop making <laughs> gay jokes. Like, it's not, it's not, no. Just because someone is super, super, super homophobic does not mean they're gay. It just means they're super, super, super homophobic. Mm-hmm. And that's not making a gay joke about that doesn't help anyone being like, oh, he's so homophobic because he's gay like that. That helps nobody. And it just throws us all under the bus and it's shitty. So stop. Thank you. Right. And it either erases. Oh God, it just like it makes all these stereotypes and it makes honestly it just like it puts kids who are in the closet in these communities in, danger. in more danger. Yeah. yeah, like it's just you're you're compounding the problem. Shut up and stop. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Gosh, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Just still really <laughs> angry about that. I guess before we even continue into like this whole discussion, we probably have to talk about like how possible we think impeachment is. Yes. Yeah. So this is something like we've both not been following a lot of Pence stuff because reasons. So I I I decided to do some Googling today and find out where things are. Well, I also haven't been following Pence because I don't think impeachment's realistic. Right. So that's my other reason, like beyond just like general unadulterated loathing. Cue that song. Um, (laughs) Like like righteous rage against this man. Um, I am deeply, deeply grateful for the fact that the way things stand right now, I don't think we're going to get an impeachment, which, you know, makes 2020 very fraught, but it also means that, uh, we don't have lawful evil. Right. We don't, we don't have like actually Hitler. We have Hitler's puppet. Yeah. We have Hitler's pet joker. Yeah. Like, that's really kind of how I see it, is Trump is the abrasive, gross puppet scapegoat person who just, like, wants fame and power, and the right is happy to let him have that. that. He even wants, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Trump wants fame. I was going to yeah. say Pence doesn't even no, want Pence fame. No, Pence doesn't want fame. Pence doesn't care. Pence wants to, Pence is an like, engineer. yeah. Pence wants to change things. He doesn't care who gets the credit for it. So he's happy to go about doing whatever he's doing right now and working behind the scenes while, like, Trump takes all of the fall and spotlight. Yeah. And and by the way, if you think that, like, our comparisons to Hitler are, like, too um, (laughs) far-fetched, they're not. And to anyone who's studied the, the rise of the Third Reich, and anyone who's been studying the the neo-fascist movement in the United States, like it's actually pretty reasonable to think that this could this could happen. And um, you know, we had uh, Robert Evans on a couple weeks back, and he's got a new podcast called "It Could Happen Here," mm-hmm. where he gets into this, and he does a very good job of describing like why we should take that ser- that threat seriously. Yeah, and I, I, it, it lines up with everything I've I've, I've thought about. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic when I make the comparison to Hitler I'm being like actually no this is this is a connection this is the right. same stuff different person you, same sh- same thing and if you want to read more on this there's a really good little book called true believer the um the something in nature of mass movements or the history in nature of mass movements maybe and it's it's very short it's like a, it's a long essay and it's and it's a really good um explanation of how these things work and why um why they could happen again, how easy it would be to just be the neighbors who are looking the other way when the Gestapo is coming mm-hmm. for, you know, um, your kids yeah. or your neighbor's kids. And by the way, that's already happening. We've already got ice. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, like <laughs> that's like, the thing. It is already happening. And like, 
Uh, like like Chelsea Manning is in custody again. Like there's so much that is already happening that just isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, it is no, terrifying. like a, a conversation that I have with my friends who are queer and trans is like, when do we need to leave? What are the signs? Is it time yet? Are they after us yet? And it's like it's just well, this and then there's also the question of like, when when does the liberal left need to arm themselves? Like, right? Which I hate that question. Oh my god, me too. But it is a very valid question. Yeah. Um, so impeachment's probably unlikely, but let's be honest. Um, I don't think Pence really needs impeachment no. to get shit done. No. And that's one of the things we'll look at in this episode. Nancy Pelosi is, you know, already done interviews, interviews about impeachment. She doesn't, she's not going to push for that. Yeah. Like having, um, Barr as the attorney general now means that like, we're probably not going to get to see the Mueller report in full. And so I think a lot of the like the lawful processes of getting this done are yeah. not going to happen. And I think it's going to happen at the grassroots level. Yeah. I don't think impeachment is going to happen at this point. We are like less than a year out from 2020. Like it just there is no movement for it in the House and with everything. It just doesn't seem likely. And okay. I'm. Like glad about that because that seems because better. Honestly, like, honest, yeah, that seems better, and all, and that keeps that keeps the lid on things. That keeps the lid on what's already happening. Yeah. Um, and but right I now, I do think I do think if Trump loses, we might see the same like mass movement effect yes. that we would have seen under Pence, and I that worries me. Yeah, that worries me also. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going yeah. before we get too dark. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it is dark. It is important. It is important to take this seriously, but, like, also let's keep keep moving through our points. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I, I'm happy that um, the current state of things in the legislature is we have enough to stop anything truly bad from happening in the legislative wing. The courts mm-hmm. are another problem entirely, which is terrifying, but as it stands, we have enough people in the legislature who are resistant, who can at least like put a block on things. So we have, we have, yeah, and it just, it also, but it also worries me that we've got like Trump saying things um, on the news. Like, you know, I have the support of the military. I have the support of the police. Yeah. That is terrifying. That is a, that is a, that is a covert threat for a, a military coup. That's not even covert. That's just like, that's barely veiled. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, that's like an actual threat. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, uh, <laughs> enough alcohol to do this. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> okay, okay. Moving forward, Kieran, catch us up. What does Mike Pence believe? For those of us who are ignoring him, um, this is something that we've kind of touched on before. Mike Pence is very anti-queer, anti-women's rights, anti-trans people, anti-literally anyone who isn't straight, white, and Christian, Protestant. Doesn't he also want to, like, jail women who have abortions? Yeah. Like, death penalty for, like, like, calling it a murder? Yeah. Yeah, no, like, he, he tried to do that. He made abortion impossible to get, almost impossible in Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. He passed the Indiana RIFRA, which we talked about in episode 29 with Carmen, the mm-hmm. Religious Freedom Act thing. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, as governor of Indiana, there was a huge AIDS 
spike crisis that he just fueled because he defunded Planned Parenthood (laughs) and wouldn't allow them to treat things and like which like let's just pause that real fast like one of the things that you as an individual can do to influence this is when your conservative friends family and acquaintances make idiotic statements about Planned Parenthood as an organization that only like provides abortion services and like casts them in that light correct them and make sure they're informed about what Planned Parenthood actually does because that whole stereotype is really destructive and like it trickles into the legislative process all the time. It does because people are like, oh, they only do abortions. And it's like, no, actually they provide health care for people who need it. They provide treatment for people who can't get it other places. They They, provide provide autonomy for people who need to not have babies right now. and 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 they provide things that are at a lower cost and in a more timely manner than many people who would be yeah. trying to go for these things through yeah. like free clinics through like the standardized system. I went to system. Planned Parenthood to get my birth control because my doctor's <laughs> office in Maine didn't have the ability to do the implant and I waited three months and they never got training and I was like I can literally drive to Planned Parenthood right now so I did I got it it was 80 bucks it was super easy like yep. Planned Parenthood was where I could get the easiest like STI tests yep in town like they're great yeah super easy super discreet like no judgment yeah um they i've care had friends about who, you and your choices <laughs> they like they do like cervical cancer screenings they provide hiv testing they provide everything, everything. basic yeah that you need so correct people who think that planned parenthood is only about abortion because that is not the case and like most planned parenthood facilities don't even have that which is frustrating yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing about Pence is uh, as vice president, he still follows the Billy Graham rule. Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah. So I remember having. Um, well, actually, let's let's let me back up. Um, my friend Katie Botkin, who's on Twitter, um, who is related to those Botkins um, by, <laughs> those by, Botkins. by ex- extended family yeah you if you don't know you don't need to but if you want to google them it's easy those botkins um anyway (laughs) um so katie was she's like she's older than me she's like 30 in her mid-30s um and she's been married and divorced and then like partnered for years and is like currently moving houses and and i was her brother was helping her with some like repairs in her house and like somebody else was there and like then left to run an errand and so it was just her and her brother in the house and he literally apologized to her for For putting putting her in such a compromising situation (laughs) and this is the billy graham rule in action the billy graham rule is a man and a woman should not be left alone together because they might you know start dancing and then right. have the and they sex. might start start getting it on but like i thought there was always an exception to that rule for siblings and like family well i apparently <laughs> like, what, not what? but like i but like i also i also remember like you know my <laughs> my dad's best friend like who later turned out to be gay but like you know everybody should have known it if they like had any sort of gay or right. going um like one time he drove me home from church um, to his house to babysit his kids and his wife was already at home with the kids. And so it was like him and me in the car for literally, I think it was like seven or eight minutes, maybe mm-hmm. most at most. Um, and he was like, 
you know, so sorry I put you in this compromising situation. I'm glad your under your dad understands and like knows that we're gonna be okay. Like it was like he yeah. like a gay man was paranoid that I was going to um basically think he was gonna rape me. Because that was that was that was the implication. The, that is the implication in those circumstances yeah. is like that like sex is inevitable if a man if a man and a woman are gonna be left alone. Right. And it's because this like idea of like men are beasts yep men are unable to control their sexual urges and this all ties into all of the like horrible mythology around marital rape and like you know uh well, and pornography yep. and masturbation and like how men's sex drives are just like effective nature that you can't control yeah it's so ugh. it's so gross so when mike pence believes the Billy Graham rule, which is like this rule was started by Billy Graham, like don't be alone with a woman, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a person who whose reputation is valuable. Right. Um, then you, when he won't dine with women. He won't even, his wife he is, won't even oh, meet his, with other like right, legislators unless, or anybody. Unless his wife is present, it's because he literally believes that he can't control himself and he might just, you know, have the sex immediately. <laughs> So, which is, like, kind of great because this is, the like, one thing that he and Trump have in common. At least Trump's more honest about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, like, oh, yeah. It's so, it's so gross, really. And and it's, like, that's, and that's, uh, so much stems from that. Like, that's all the victim blaming where it's, like, well, and then it's the, the women's fault for existing and being there to begin with because the poor men can't, like, help themselves from, oh. Anyway. See, Karen, um, Karen, have you since you've been on tea, have you ever felt the urge to just like, you know, go and rape women? No. Oh, good. Yeah, no, so that's you, not. You that's so, not so, how so that works man. at all. Like, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I have the same hormone. I have literally more of it than most healthy cis men, dude. Actually, so no, that's not a thing. It's not how wow. any of that works. That is how, complete I, bullshit. That's the opposite of what they believe, though. How is I this know. even possible? I, I thought they were right. I like. <clears throat> I don't know what what they're doing wrong, but like, that's not how testosterone works. So if if some dude is trying to blame his like aggression on his hormones, do everyone a favor, kick him in the nuts. He's bullshitting you. <laughs> Okay, good, good. Glad we got that out of the way. Mike Pence is also buddy buddies with uh, Mike Ferris. Right, yeah. Who is uh, currently the head of Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a hate group, which we've talked a lot about. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of connections between Pence and homeschooling and Ferris and, yeah, designated hate groups by SPLC. And so, you know, if you want to if you want to know how bad Pence is, like it's it's not hard. Just like there is it's even on Wikipedia, like Pence and women, Pence and LGBT, Pence and abortion, Pence and HIV. You will just find so much. So here, and here's here's what's again, this is why he's so scary to me. If you looked at Trump and each one of those topics, you would see Trump flip-flopping on every Always. single one of those topics. Yeah. Because he's not he doesn't care about those issues. He yep. cares about what's gonna get him ahead. Yep. Pence cares about the issues. Yep. So Pence is consistent. Yep. Pence is deliberate. Pence is Pence has a proven track record of making this be a thing. Yeah. Trump is like you know, my brothers when they were seven playing checkers and being like 
now I'm the king and like I'm gonna eat your brother for snack like and like they're not like they don't really care they just like they just want to look good yeah um you know and jump a lot of things like yeah (laughs) yeah Pence Pence is a chess master yes compared to that yeah yeah exactly uh so what has he been up to lately I don't want to know don't tell me apparently so yeah i just did some googling uh apparently i guess we're going to the moon oh again um, I, oh wait that's right we didn't before because that was a, that was a liberal that was a liberal scam so oh, this would be the first so time. this time we're going for real actually oh, good cool cool i'm glad the conservatives yeah. actually you decided that science was real only space science mm. and even then only the moon so like yeah, yeah i don't i don't Do you know think we'll find evidence of the flood on the moon like <laughs> yes on on the dark side of the moon that we've never been to we can see god wrote in like his finger i did the flood no he wrote it with his dick because he's obviously man. yeah he, he wrote it with his dick yeah yeah okay. cool um uh, apparently pence also is like uh, wants to get all of the oil out of Venezuela because they're in a vulnerable position and everyone's starving to death. Right, yeah, and he's also doing some sanctions and stuff to make them cooperate because that makes sense. As if people aren't already, already suffering and dying yeah. there. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Real cute. Yeah. Uh, and more, more crimes against humanity. Woo! Yeah, and he's also apparently going on like a trade tour to like swing states and swing districts to sell them Trump's trade policy, which, as which is I understand, is more tariffs and sanctions. Like I, uh, I don't, you know, and I, I've only kind of cursory looked over this, so feel free to correct me, listeners. But why? <laughs> anyway, it's, it's because America first, Kieran. Because right. nationalism so, is important, and we must imitate the Nazis in every way possible. Right, and so we're we're doing tariffs on steel and stuff. And like, as someone who is like going to be in steel work not that long ago before things changed, uh, that's t- like we can't. America cannot make its own steel. Like, we're hurting mm. ourselves with these tariffs. We are literally hurting ourselves because we do not have the infrastructure to do steel. That is why we import steel. <laughs> we are. Well, and and let's, let's, let me just, like, clarify on my, com- my joke about the Nazis because I feel like, I feel like um, you know, you and I understand this, this Manifest Destiny America First stuff yeah. in terms of the theonomists. But, like, let me just give everybody a quick refresher on the logic jump there because it's important. Yes. So... Yes, they're imitating, you know, fascist, nationalist slash Nazi regime tactics. But the, it's coming. It's it, there. It's going to be the rhetoric around it is going to pu- be purportedly different because it's centered in this like theolo- theological framework of we are the new Israel. <laughs> right. The, the United States is the new like land of promise the new manifest destiny for god's chosen people like, yep take all of the like sitting on a hill stuff which i've talked to you guys about ad nauseum and just insert that right here yep okay. yep i'm done yeah Keep going. uh yeah so trade policy doing a bunch of tariffs uh he also is hanging out in texas and thanking ice for being uh terrible 
Uh, oh, because you know they're like they're 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 keeping America safe from the people who are coming here and, as refugees from small children and dehydrated ladies. Old right? Ladies. Yeah. What is the deal with the prayer breakfast? Okay, so this is my point that I yeah. wanted to like connect. So the prayer breakfast is not is a new thing, and this is not particularly pen specific, but it really illustrates like the power network that he's lighting up. Mm-hmm. There's um. There's this this important book that is is listed in this article, which we're going to um, include in the show notes, um, and it's about the history of what's called the family, um, internally and externally called the fellowship. And now, everything that we have like direct ties to with in terms of our upbringing is kind of adjacent to this, so it's not directly in line with this. This is more of the um, more oil money, mm-hmm. more like religious uh conservatives who have been wealthy for a couple more generations than like the people that we came up with um but there's this this like the national prayer breakfast has existed since billy graham helped president eisenhower get elected by pulling in the religious vote yep um as a like kind of head nod from the president to his conservative religious base Mm -hmm. and the reason Maria Butina, the Russian spy, was trying to infiltrate the prayer breakfast is that it's one of the biggest like moments where conservative lobbyists can get shit done. Yep. In like anywhere in the United States. Like who cares about what's going on in the House and the Senate? Like yep. if it's you're all there. if you have a seat at the prayer back- breakfast, you have access to all the major players in terms of all of these like conservative financial networks and in and in terms of all of these um conservative religious networks and that's a major 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 constituency and yep. this is what pence is trapping tapping into this is his primary um the, his primary base of supporters yeah so if you like again this is why we take him dead deadly seriously um that book I, I've, I've skimmed a lot of it i haven't read the entire thing but that book is is an important text to understand like the the impact of the prayer breakfast and the like the rich religious right on um on American politics today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Yeah. And like it's a it's a big deal. Like the president is always almost always at it. Like I remember he's, I remember growing up people talking about it. It was it was such a big deal. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. Oh, what's gonna happen at this year's uh, National Prayer Breakfast thing? Like Right. I mean it's it is like a major, major moment for getting shit done. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I worked at National Fatherhood Initiative, which is a conservative nonprofit um that believes a lot of horrible stuff. It was my first job out of school. <laughs> um and I was just like, I just want a, any job. Yep. And I was writing grants. So I was like, not directly involved in their programming, but advocating for it. They were, they would be involved with the National Park Breakfast. Yeah. They would be, you know, getting shit done that way. And that's how they like got funding to yeah. basically run most of their operations was by showing up there. Yeah. I feel like any, anyone who's anyone in like right wing politics mm-hmm. is involved with the prayer breakfast. Mm hmm. At least anyone who's anyone major, like I feel like the anyone Heritage who Foundation like is understands there. how it works, anyone who knows the ins and outs of how this world works yep. is going to be there, whether or not they're major. 
whether or not they have influence. But if they show up, they have a chance. Yep, exactly. Hey, Karen, you want to infiltrate the prayer breakfast next year? I don't I like I feel like I would be caught at the door like can, can you dress like you're straight for like an hour or two <laughs> no that's not no, possible I don't think so okay, I'll, ju- I'll I go dress and I'll wear a wire well. and yeah there I'll you go, go and I'll wear a wire are they I mean like I just I... couldn't I couldn't wear the khakis and the white shirt like it just wouldn't it yeah, wouldn't work. work um I had people telling me that like Maria Bettina looked like one of my sisters, so see, I could probably, yeah, you could probably, I could probably sneak in. do it. Yeah, yikes! I feel like as soon as I like opened my mouth, they would be like, "What?" <laughs> no, but like seriously, if there's an editor who's listening to this and you want to commission me to like go do that, I would happily go do that. That would be hilarious. Yes, I'll write, up, write it up. One of my like favorite things is. Um, uh, her handle is transcribe on Twitter and she's gone. Oh, to, Caitlin Burns. Yeah. She's gone yeah. to the values voters summit and live tweeted. And like, I went there when I was a kid. Yeah. And so I just like, it's so weird and amazing. Mm-hmm. Like watching someone go there and do that. And I'm also like, I don't know how you do that. Cause I would die. And I like know that environment. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, that'd be like me going back to the the, the local Virginia um, homeschool conference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I've talked about doing before. I mean, we could this every every summer on Father's Day weekend, mm-hmm. which is intentional because you know honoring your father by homeschooling or something. I don't know. Right? Yeah, it's it's part of headship somehow. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, so Karen, what happens if Trump is impeached and Pence replaces him? What's going right. to happen? Well, because like we already don't think this is possible or yeah, likely, but, but like for the sake of the could, argument, if it happens, there's what? less than a year until 2020, so there's like not a lot of time. Like impeachment proceedings take a long time. It would probably wind up being like by the time the impeachment proceedings happened, it would be like December and Pence would have like maybe, well, I mean, he'd have all of 2020, but he would maybe be campaigning, maybe not. But would it be, what if he, it happened at the beginning of the second term? Uh, like if, if Trump gets reelected, which I am kind of assuming is going to happen. Yeah, me like too. Like just for my, my own sanity. Yep. Like, Sorry, guys. I don't want to disappoint you, but like, honestly, like, have you seen the infighting? Like, really? I don't think anyone that the Dems is putting forward really has as much of a shot. I don't think so either. So, um, my worry is it's going to be like, it's going to be like a split ticket and it'll just be shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, okay. So, yeah. Okay. If it happens during the second term. All right. So, if it happens, in the second term, we're fucked. Um, we are already fucked. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're already fucked, but, like, more fucked? The fuck just intensifies. Uh, this is this is bordering on a rape joke. Let's keep going. Yeah, so if he, if he, if he gets impeached second term, mm. uh, then I feel like all we really have to do is look at Indiana and look yep. at what he did during Indiana because he's going to do the exact same thing because that's all he wants. Except he's going to have more help. Except he's so going to have do more it help. Better, faster, bigger, stronger. Yeah, and he will have the court. Right. So the courts, which we've talked about before, has been have been basically like 
um, quietly taken over by the conservatives in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, so anything that he Pence puts into action as a piece of legislation can get challenged mm-hmm. and will be challenged by, you know, a, a Democrat held House or Senate, depending on what happens in the next election. But it won't get anywhere because the courts belong in the pocket of people like Pence and yep. the moral majority and the the family and all of these yep. all these conservative power groups. And so So they can AD, just be like, no, it's totally constitutional. It can be which an brings exit. us back to Mike Pence. And it's yep. gonna be like the, they're not gonna be interpreting the Constitution in any way that's actually accurate to like anything. It's gonna be just biblical literalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be the Constitution exactly as Mike Ferris teaches it. Which, which is basically the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we should really we should really do an episode about constitutional law. Like, uh, yeah, as we should we understand get it. we should get Carmen back for that too. <laughs> I'll be hanging out with her next weekend. Maybe she'll let us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like so, <laughs> how fundamentalists read the Bible very literally and with like, you know, no historical context being relevant is how they read yep. the Constitution. And so that's yep. going to be the, the way that the courts are going to operate all of this because they've all been trained through ADF's little, like, yeah. school um, and given fellowships and internships through ADF. And Mike Ferris is the head of ADF, and Mike Ferris is the one who taught Kieran constitutional <laughs> law back yep. in the day. Yep. So, like, let's, like, make that a full circle. This yeah. Venn diagram is not a diagram. It's no, a circle. No, it is a circle. It is literally a circle. So... If, if Trump gets ha, impeached ha. and Pence becomes president, then it will be everything he did in Indiana, but a million but times better. worse. Yeah. And but faster. And like, we have enough resistance in the legislature now that we can stall a bunch, mm-hmm. but we can't really do anything with the court. And the thing with Pence is he can, because he is so polished, he can make genocide sound compassionate. I mean, he already he is, already is. He is. already does. He already is and does. Like that's that's like, not new. Yeah, but like again, he will, go as read true believer. That. Yeah. the history and nature of mass movements like that like gets into this, and he is an exact an exact facsimile of like the way the Third Reich used rhetoric to like yep. justify things. It's yeah. so creepy. Yeah, I mean, like I I remember when I was reading history and reading about World War II and reading about Hitler. And, like, I remember coming across, like, this argument where Hitler was evil because he killed the Jews, but he thought that he was doing God's work and he was a very effective communicator and very good at what he did because yep. he knew how to do that. And it, it's it's horrifying because I see that in Pence. Mm-hmm. Except it's not it's not God's chosen people, the Jews. It's the queers and women and brown people and black people and like anybody who doesn't believe like he does. Right. Let's just expand that. Yeah. Right. Algorithmic set. Well, I mean, it's a lot of the same groups because. Well, yeah. <laughs> we've all seen what what happened to trans and gay people. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yes, well, yeah, I yes, mean, it's... we're not pure because obviously we're you know, gay. So. We're not making babies for the Aryan state. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so on that beautiful, <laughs> cheery note, um, 
you know what? It's spring and it's gorgeous out. And I'm going to go get dolled up and do a, a like photo shoot and wildflowers in a minute here. Yes. So, like, um, we should wrap this up because yeah. I want to go play and not be like miserable about. Yeah. All okay. Let's end head. on something super cool. Uh, what okay. are you looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to something I can't talk about. Okay. I'm looking <laughs> but forward I get to, to do, I get to do like an, it, it, like I get to do a really cool piece for the rumpus and I'm very excited about it. That's, that's, that's all you need to know. Yes. Well, you have to obviously share that when it's done. Oh yeah. Well, prom is happening. The Peralta Please. District's first ever queer prom is happening on Friday, and it's going to be great. I asked the very gay mayor, uh, former mayor of Emeryville, to come as my plus three, so nice. he might do that, actually, which would be great. I taught him how to walk in heels, so I really, 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 really hope Cute. that he wears heels. Yeah. The other thing I'm looking forward to is next weekend I'm going to be um, seeing Trevor Noah with Carmen. Ooh, that sounds That'll awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's also like sunny here for the first time, so I'm also gonna go outside. All right. Go play in the sunshine, kids. Yeah. Hey, so uh Tori Glass, our 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 dear friend and Twitter compatriot, yelled at us for having a, an outro that made us sound like we were imposter syndroming. So she wrote us a new <laughs> I feel script. So called out right now. No, it's so true. She's <laughs> totally right and you know, we can blame our upbringing and everything, but like honestly, like we got to get our shit together and like be better at this. So, hey y'all, here's the deal: making this show takes time and energy, and we'd really appreciate it if you could support us. There are several ways to do that, and most of them are free. First is you can take a couple minutes to rate us on iTunes or Google Play or whatever it is that you use to listen to the show. If it has a rate button, do the thing. Click it, give Click us it. stars, give us more stars. Yeah. Second, share a link for, to the show with your friends and family or on social media. Let people know why you think this is interesting and educational and informative. Honestly, we're doing a lot of free emotional labor here, and we would love to have you spread this around because we think this is really important. And, um, you know, we are getting a lot of really great clicks, but we can always get more. So please share this. And third, if you're able, you can head over to our Patreon, which is Kitchen Table Cult Pod, and become a supporter. And as a patron, you get early access to our episodes, and sometimes we do hangout live streams. It, we did last week uh, when Eve was in town, and it was super fun. Yeah, occasionally we'll just like get really drunk and like yell about veggie tales on there. So come hang out. Yeah, and if you're if you support us on Patreon, then you keep us fed and keep us able to do this by buying us coffee and tequila so we can continue making this content and not be too burnt out. Yep. Very, very important. It's helpful. Uh the music that you hear on this episode is by the band The Heavens from their album Stenazo. And if you want to ask us a question or find out more about how to support the podcast, you can find the link to our Patreon and our contact info on our website, kitchentablecult.com. Ask us questions. Yes. And in the meantime, thank you so much for supporting us, for listening to the show, and um, helping us destroy the fucking patriarchy. See you next time. Bye.